Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. The biggest breaking news stories and outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Good morning to you. This is Talk Radio Breakfast with me, Julia Hartley Brewer. We'll be talking to that minister uh, coming up very soon. Uh, she just after the up, uh, travel update at about 6.45. Uh, lots more to talk about before then, of course. And the um, the newspapers dominated by uh, two stories uh, today. Uh, one is, of course, uh, the uh, just horrific uh, mur- abduction and murder of Sarah Everard in South London uh, and the ongoing police investigation, as you can know, into the police investigation. Uh, but also the uh, William blasting back at the wrestler uh, from his own brother and that's the front of the Daily Mail and a number of other papers as well um, let's talk though about the story that is, is really dominating a lot of people's uh, minds and, and not just women's uh, minds uh, Sarah Everard um, and let's talk about this with my guest joining me all this morning always cheers us up on a Friday morning comedian Dave Chawner good morning to you Good morning lovely oh that was a much more serious good morning and understandable in the circumstances Absolutely. It does feel quite serious. And, you know, I hate to say it, but also this story is quite literally quite close to home for me. It's literally just up the road. And I think when stuff like that happens, it really brings it home. Um, Yeah. And indeed, a member of our production team, uh, she she lives in the area and yeah, had leaflets everywhere, leaflets through the door when they were still searching for uh, Sarah Everard before. Sadly, those remains uh, were found in uh, in Kent Woodland, believed to be hers, but yet to be formally identified. Um, Now, we've got a complicated story because we've got a young woman who did, goes missing. Uh, we've now got an officer who'd been arrested before the remains were found who's, being, who's still being under arrest but has not been charged. Uh, he was arrested initially on a kidnap, was abduction charges, uh, then uh, arrested on murder charges, but also on a separate charge of indecent exposure uh, in a South London uh, fast food restaurant uh, three days before Sarah Everard went missing. Uh, there is now a police investigation, uh, not only into the fact that obviously a serving Metropolitan Police officer in the diplomatic squad, uh, who was actually uh, and uh, you know an armed officer. The, the fact that uh, he committed, he's sorry, alleged to have committed this crime, of course, not naming uh, this man for for legal reasons. Uh, he's not been charged with the crime as yet. But Scotland Yard also now, as it's emerging, we're facing an inquiry over this incident of indecent exposure, um, and which which is also alleged to have taken place by this police officer. And whether or not the police officers investigating that had acted appropriately, given the a report on February the 28th that a man had exposed himself uh, and obviously a lot of this will come down to whether he had been identified or not because of this or whether they looked into it properly or you know who knows whether they looked into it realised it was a police officer and then a sort of 
quietly let the things drop. But bearing in mind the time frame here, um, anyone who's reported any crime will know that you often wait weeks for any response whatsoever. That is quite the norm, even when it's been a, an actual violent assault. Um, but do you think the question that the lots of question marks are being raised here about the police and not just the police officer who is suspected of this crime? Oh, completely. And I think it's going to be a really uncomfortable time for so many reasons. I think it's it's uncomfortable as a bloke to hear how many women feel unsafe. But then equally, I think discomfort and importance are two separate things. And I think these are very important conversations to have. And yes, it's not all men that do this. But the fact that it happens once too many is, yeah. you know, once, once too is, many. Once is too many. Uh, th- this is it. I've... Uh... I, we, we were debating this on the show yesterday, indeed, with uh, an, an, a, a, a police, sorry, a police, a, a government advisor, Nimco Ali, on uh, stopping violence against women and girls, and and she keeps making the point: look, you know, this is male violence against women. Um, and it's not all men, but it's men that need to adjust their behaviour. And there's no doubt at all. You know, why should a woman worry about walking down a street day or night, empty or or packed with other people at any time? Uh, in a way that a man would not have to do so. And that is unacceptable. And maybe some women like me have just taken that for granted and thought, well, well, that's just what life's like. And that's that is the nature of the human condition. Um, and even a woman like me who's five foot eleven, um, I, I'm in no position ever if I were overwhelmed by a man, even one half my height, I wouldn't be able to uh, realistically be able to stand a chance of fighting back. It, and, and, and have women like me, have we just accepted, well, that's just what life's like. And, and yes, of course, you have to protect yourself. And what on earth are you doing walking across Clapham Common at night on your own, uh, which is the reaction an awful lot of mums, I think, would have in that scenario. And that's not victim blaming. That's just you know, women spend their entire lives from a very young age and, and mums and dads for, for when their children are very young spend entire time it's saying to their daughters, don't ever put yourself in a scenario where you're at higher risk. Should we just accept that is the case? I mean, yesterday in the, in the House of Lords, the Green peer, Jenny Jones, was talking about, and I don't even think she was joking, about a 6pm curfew for men. Um, now, that's obviously absurd. Um, I, you know, all, all men are not rapists. You're not a rapist. I mean, you know, the guys I work with, my yeah. brother, my dad, my, you know, my husband. But but have we have we just accepted that? Well, of course, some women are going to be victims from some men. And now we just carry on. Yeah, but I, I don't really like this idea of like it was trending on Twitter yesterday and Twitter isn't real life. And I get that. But this yeah. hashtag, not all men mm. like any bloke who's not sexually assaulted a woman is expecting some sort of prize. Like, here's your gold medal. Well done. No, but they're also not expecting to be told you need to educate yourself not to rape women. Yeah, I don't think most men need to be told that, frankly. Okay, so I see your point that we're putting this in context that this isn't, you know, unfortunately, and that's not taking anything away from this tragic Mm. case, this is not a common occurrence Mm. that this sort of thing happens. That's why it's front page news. And and I, I I absolutely do get that, but I think it's open to a wider conversation of, um, and and again, I to be honest, 
I feel like in in this dialogue, it's my time to listen rather than talk. I don't really feel yeah. that. I, do I, I do, do, do men ever feel this? I mean, look, my, my, I'm thinking how I certainly, you know, when I used to be a teenager in my twenties, yes, it was completely the norm that I would always be aware of where I was walking. I would walk, make sure I was in busy places. I used to carry keys in my hand in case I, you know, something that tapped me, and I, at least when I hit them, I I could cause some damage. Um, um, I would I would always be aware of men walking behind me uh, and the like. Um, I suppose at my age now, frankly, you know, I'd, I'd be getting Ubers everywhere. If I'm not, if I'm walking down the street late at night, I'd be with, with my husband who's six foot three. Frankly, good luck with that, guys. You know, I mean, <laughs> and, you know, and I'm 52. So um, I, I realise that my experience right now is not the same as women who are 20 or so. But a survey that The Guardian published yesterday said that 97 percent or something of, of young women had experienced sexual harassment. Now, if we are including, you know, if someone comes up and grabs your breast or something. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, frankly, you know, I mean, God, you know, good, good, you know, that 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 guy's gonna uh, gonna get very short shrift and and sh and should be criminally prosecuted. If, however, we are including a wolf whistle, a comment, um, you know, oh, you're looking good today, love, unacceptable, not welcome. Please don't do it, men. No one wants that. But but is that the same thing as? you know, someone who is actually harassing somebody in a serious fashion. I think we do we do need to understand there's a very long, long line of, of different things. But, you know, and if, and if a woman's experienced one of those in the last 10 years and she ticks yes on this poll, then is life so bad for the average woman most of the time, I would ask? Yeah, I, I, I suppose the point. But then I feel that that's a very dodgy argument of like, well, that's all right. Let's just keep it as it is. And then there's never any change. And I think that's the point about this, of using this as a stimulus to change for good. And this shouldn't be a divisive thing. This yeah. shouldn't be a blaming thing. This should actually be trying to bring people together. And as a five foot seven bloke who's only ever been in a fight with a post box, I want safer <laughs> streets as well. Yeah, but that's the thing. Statistically, it is men who are more likely to face danger on our streets i mean that's the extraordinary thing and you know it's knife crime violent crime murders on our streets it is young men yes it's young men being killed by other young men but it is young men who are most likely to be victims not young women but i wonder how much of that is the fact that actually young women um are protecting themselves and are actually much more wary and and make sure they're safe um it's it's very difficult to make. We're going to be talking about it throughout the show. Um, let's also talk, by the way, uh, about the royal family. We played that clip of Prince William. I mean, imagine going, he's gone a trip to a school. And imagine having someone shout out to you. And I'm not saying that well, families shouldn't face questions in the same way that politicians do. You know, if you want to be on the public purse, a big public figure, you know, that's the deal. But to have someone shout out, are, are you a racist family? Now, this is where this accusation, this R word is so pernicious, isn't it? I mean, that Harry and Meghan basically say someone, someone in the royal family say something racist. They haven't said what was said. They haven't said exactly what, other than there was concern about the colour of their baby's skin. There are many different ways that that could have been said where it was not a racist thing to say. So, oh, I wonder, I wonder what colour your, I wonder what your baby will look like, you know, um, as opposed to someone saying, I hope your baby's not too dark or something like that. Clearly racist. Um, there's a massive scale there. We don't know who said it. We don't know the context of what they said and we don't know what has actually said. Is it fair for people to be pointing the finger at the royal family? Well, I also think they're not a normal family. And actually, they get these questions all the time. Whenever they turn up to a school or to cut a ribbon, they always get these questions barked at them and they normally ignore, ignore them. them. I think it would, you know, when they sort of they say... They don't normally I, get asked, are you a racist family? No, exactly. And he said, we're not a racist family, which is yeah. exactly what a racist would say. So they're on a <laughs> losing But this is it. There. But I mean, I mean, surely that's unconscious bias, isn't it? Isn't that what they call that now? 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think it, it's really difficult times. Don't don't get me wrong. I think I would not want to be in those meetings with the family. And the fact that he hasn't even spoken to his brother. And I mean, this is completely yeah, subsuming the irony. Uh, apologies, carry on. Sorry. I was just going to say, if you know, sort of, the, I, I hate to say this, but Harry and Meghan moved away from the UK to get, you know, because they faced racism. So where did they move? America. I mean, it, it, it really does kind of, you know, make you think. Yeah, but they're in a gated community, so it's all right. They, they you know, they won't have to deal with it. But again, I just find it the idea that um, a member of my family would go on television and, and make an accusation like that against me or another member of my family pointing the finger at us all and that they wouldn't be getting a very sharp WhatsApp, at least, uh, at the end of that uh, interview is uh, quite something. But this is it, as you say, you know, are you a racist? No. Well, well, what's that? And anything you offer as proof is, 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 will, will be taken as well. <laughs> yeah, but. Um, and that's the thing. That's why it's such a pernicious and frankly evil thing to accuse people of unless you are specific and you provide evidence. And that, and that is the key, isn't it? The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Mother's Day is just around the corner, and it's time to pamper the special moms in your life. In what better way than with Osea's limited edition skincare sets, featuring clean, vegan, cruelty-free products that are safe for your skin and the planet. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been making seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. This Mother's Day, Osea has two limited edition sets, perfect for gifting or keeping for yourself. Their Golden Glow Body Set includes three clinically proven bestsellers for silky, smooth, glowing skin, while the Glow and Go Facial Set has everything she needs to achieve spa-level results at home. They're so beautiful, you can skip the wrapping. For a limited time, you can save up to $48 on Osea's sets, plus get free shipping. That's Mother's Day made easy. Pamper the moms in your life and get 10% off your first order site-wide with code MOM at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu dot com code mom.